are back with the Overwatch. We're watching ReZero, Season 1, Episode 15, The Outside of Madness. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. What does that mean, The Outside of Madness? Uh, Is it like he thought he was going crazy and then he saw true crazy? Oh no, he's going to get to the inside. Oh, I don't know, but I think that's what it is. I think it's like on the outside of madness looking in. Because most of this episode, Subaru is, I don't want to say comatose, but he's not responsive. He's kind of out of it, you know? Yeah. And it's like some kind of crazy, we haven't seen him break down like this to where he's just, you know, unable to communicate or whatever. We haven't seen this far. Right. But faced with what happened last time, whatever is going on is a lot crazier. And it's only more crazy once this episode ends. Yeah, it was hard enough for him to deal with um, when we talked about like things reset and he has to try to do it all right again. And then he mm-hmm. kind of really stressed out that one time and he tried yeah. to do everything perfectly. And that didn't even include other people dying. No. And even though it was super stressful, the times he died, it was like he could kind of wrap his head around it. It was like two people because he went to the wrong place or he mm-hmm. got jumped in the alley. But this, uh, what does he do about this? This is so much more. This is so much more. I have to tell you that there are only a few episodes of anime or even maybe TV that have upset me as much as this episode does. And I don't know if it's just the disturbing way that it ends. I mean, that's crazy. And we can talk about it when we get there. Mm-hmm. It's probably mostly that. But I think it's because I really care about these characters. I can think of a couple other really disturbing episodes of maybe Full Metal Alchemist or or other things that really right. got to me. But, you know? Yeah, and and, but, and I think you're right. I think there's a difference between some emotional scenes, like the beginning mm-hmm. of Up, the one part in Full Metal Alchemist that everybody knows about the dog. <laughs> so those are those are a little different. And then there's another thing that this is even this is more than just jump scares, right? Yeah, you you're kind of combining the two. You have the connection with the characters, and something horrible happens, and it's more a and little it's bit, personal. It feels personal. Yeah. And it's a little bit more of a one-off than it is like I, I compare it to like uh, the Invincible series and the boys like the okay. boys. It just constantly happens. Right. Yeah. It's just a gruesome thing after gruesome thing. And it's like, OK, we get it. <laughs> but then Invincible kind of bookends it. I don't want to give anything away, but like, okay. it gets really a, a lot of stuff like that at the beginning. But it's not like every episode someone's doing something awful because that kind of kills it. And it's kind of what happened to here. And I, I don't know. We can I guess we'll we'll get to it when it happens. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. That's kind of the thing that makes this one hit a lot harder. It does. I I must say the first time I was watching the series, before I even thought we were going to cover it, I had to stop after this episode for a little bit, take a little break, just because it really floored me. I mean, I wanted to know what happened, but oh my gosh, it's pretty epic. Before we get into it, though, uh, I have to remind you guys, if you haven't already subscribed to the show... If you have any comments or questions, things you'd like us to talk about here, fictionalquestions at gmail.com. I think at this point we'll probably do a whole question and answer type show if if you guys want that. If you guys send us enough questions, things to talk about. If you'd like to leave us a review over there on Apple or Audible, we'd really appreciate that. And also check out our other shows over there on fictionalcharacters.net. All right, let's just get into this. (laughs) I feel like I just need to... To get this off my... There's so much in here that I I don't know how I feel about it. And I think it's going to be interesting just talking about it. Yeah. Of course, it's- if the entire show was this way, like, I, I don't know if I would have liked it as much. I enjoyed the... Um- 
the bits of fantasy that weren't so harsh, but it's like some people like the horror animes and things like that. Yeah. I would not have liked it if it was all like this episode. Right. Oh, right. If it's just discouraging and depressing. Right. And there's like, they could explore those themes and there's a lot going on, but if that's all it was, oh man. That... <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be my thing, but that's what we've said. This, this anime just has so many different tones to it and it can keep going. It can shift almost on a dime and like just... <laughs> It makes sense in the scheme of things. You you buy it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or does that make sense? Yeah. Because it can go with such silliness at some points. And there's action moments. And then there's moments like this. Anyway, it starts out with him finding Rem's bloody body there stabbed on the grass in front of the mansion. And it's just, it's tough to watch. But there's pieces of her attackers all around. Uh, he goes to the shed right next to them. And that's even worse because in there, I think he even starts throwing up afterwards, gagging because that's where there's just all the dead bodies of the kids that he just got through saving. And that's tough, too. Yeah. And he puts it on himself. He says, like, this isn't what I wanted. No. (laughs) And it's kind of why does he put it on himself? Right. And it's like, what? But he what do you mean? He He was trying. Yeah, he was already trying to rush over there. Yeah, but it, does he blame himself because he went with Amelia and in, and that was his doing? Like, he was the one who said, oh, I have to go with Amelia. And if he had just stayed here, maybe that wouldn't have happened? Maybe. What is it? I, I, I don't I'm know. still, I don't know why he's taking this on himself. He does keep saying that he can make every problem go away. So at some point, he this that- is his playthrough. So maybe it's his... Because he keeps thinking about it as his game that he's playing, it's his fault if anything goes wrong, I think. Right. I think that's what it has to be. It could be. I think that fits with a lot of his other thinking and framing of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I, I still think it's it's a bit much because it's like, yeah, whether or not he resets and does it well is one thing. But now he's like, oh, I'll, the things I did before, I should have fixed them. Well, that that's kind of he's just going to defeat himself. There's not, nothing he can do about those. He's, yeah. lucky, he's lucky he can even reset some of it. Yeah. Anyway, he's stumbling through this mansion. There's just, I don't know, bodies. He sees Amelia's, what, flower bloody on the ground? I guess before that, he finds Rom and mm-hmm. the little Petra girl behind this door, and they're dead. And that's that's sad to see. Yep. But and, then... And it makes me wonder how strong is whatever came through, because they, they wrecked everything. They killed Ram. And where is Beatrice? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that we we find out something here, because... Right by where Amelia's bloody flower, there's the bookcase leading, I, I imagine, to uh, the library. Mm-hmm. And that door's open. So he, he goes in there and it's, it's this kind of starry corridor with stairs or whatever. And it's like all iced up. Yeah, I thought it was, at first, I, I don't know why I didn't think ice right away. I thought, oh, it's really pretty and starry. And yeah. maybe some sort of just magical element. Mm-hmm. So it caught me off guard. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe it caught him off guard, but he goes to reach for the the door handle, mm-hmm. and his fingers break off. Yeah, it's it's like Tokidori froze him. Yeah, and <laughs> he he stumbles back. He starts seeing all these other corpses of cultists that are all frozen around him, and I don't know. At that point, he starts breaking. Like what? His face shatters in half. Yeah, his leg, and then his face and something or the cultist whispers to him or or says something like no it's puck it's puck says you're too it was puck he says you're too late and yeah i was like what too late for what no it's it's 
no, it's Puck saying, you're too late, Subaru. And then he's dead. He how wakes up. Do, how do you know it was Puck? I thought it it's was... It's a voice. It's the voice. I In the it... dub, you can hear the voice. Oh, I thought, like, the, the cultist literally, like, looks at him as he's dying. No, it's Puck's voice. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So I guess, yeah, it might not be as easy, because you watch Sub, right? Correct. Yeah. Anyway, he wakes up. He's at the Appa shop. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh my goodness, he reset to the beginning. There's rules we don't know about. Oh, that would be amazing that if it was be... to the beginning. But then he looks over and sees Rem. So it's that last time that they went to the village after after the lap pillow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I thought so for a second there, I was like, okay, well, it's not a re- a full reset, but I but it flashed the idea flashed in my mind of like, wait, does he get to redo the castle part? Because oh, no. that would be so incredible. No, yeah. But it, no, it's after the lap pillow. It's after yelling about the uh, the pictures, the whole royal selection pictures there in front of the crowd. It's him there in front of the Apple shop and Rem there. And he just like embraces her and kind of loses it. At that point, he just breaks down crying. Yeah, super is broken. He's broken. And at first, the guy's <laughs> like, could you take your flirting elsewhere, guys? Yeah. But uh, I guess they go back to the um, what the main Capitol building there where Miss Cruce and Felix and everyone are. And Felix is checking him out because, of course, Felix can heal people. Um, but it's not anything that's physical. It's a mental kind of thing. At least that's what they think. Right. They can't detect any like magic damage or anything. No, no curses. Nothing like that. So, it, again, it's something different this time. Last time it was all about curses. Mm hmm. There's the witch's stench on him, but anyway. Yeah, the witch's miasma um, comes or into stench. Play. It's kind of interesting. I, I was wondering what you think when when that happens, and they mentioned that. I'm like, is is the witch tied to despair, or is it really part of his power and curse? It's it's part of the return by death. Gotcha. So anytime that happens, he he smells like that for a while. And I wonder if it's because they had mentioned with the witch and it's kind of like a seven deadly sins sort of thing where uh-huh. it took over the others. And then like mm-hmm. this one seems like despair. Right. So I wonder that's why it's stronger or I don't, I, I don't know if they mention if it's stronger here or not. Or... I don't know. I think it's just it, it calls it out. But I think we've seen it called out every time he comes back. So I, I, I have I right. don't know that this time is one more than the last time or any more powerful. I think it's just another time. OK. That makes sense. But I think with him broken down, this clears the deck as far as just going back to the mansion, to Amelia, because even Rem's saying, he's not really saying much, but he's saying their names, her name, her, you know, Rom's name, and Mm -hmm. Amelia. And so he thinks that maybe taking him back and seeing Amelia might jog something in his brain, wake him up out of this. Yep. And so it actually is, it's an easier pass than last time, because last time there was a lot of back and forth that had to happen before they left. Yeah, and and this kind of doubles into that idea of like, were they helping or not? And in this case, well, now he's in despair, now there's nothing in it for them or not, and they're just, they seem uh, clearly invested in, you know, or just being nice, so. Right, so yeah, they're, they're kind of clearing the way, they're like, oh, he needs help, he needs to go back. Yeah. They're not... They're dealing not, with the politics of it. Right, they're not threatening with the contract, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they do ask Rem why she's helping, and she just says that uh, Subaru is very special to her. I think it's kind of, yeah, they even call out that she looks at him, you know, what, like a, a woman looks at a man that she likes, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and, and I so thought- So even they can see it. 
Yeah, and I thought Rem's allowed to be happy. She should tell Subaru that she's fanatical like a demon for him, and that would be <laughs> super cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do see it. I mean, the waifu, it's happening. It's on. Yeah, but she should be honest about it, right? Give herself a shot, and just like Subaru's trying to do that with Amelia, so Rem mm-hmm. should be allowed to do that with him. Yeah, well, we'll see where that goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not this episode. <laughs> it's not this episode, no, because if anything, it just gets worse and worse. Uh, she believes he'll be all right. She just needs to get him back, and she loves that he's, uh, I don't know, what, demonically inspired? She says that, mm-hmm. and that he's so driven to help people. Anyway, uh, as she's as they're writing back, it actually the call for help from Rom hits her on the way back. And it's almost the same time that the dragon that they're (laughs) that's driving their uh, their carriage gets beheaded right there in front of the woods. Yeah. And I wonder because this kind of sets the timing for us, because before it felt like that happened while he was still healing, they were still talking. Uh, so now it feels like, well, he, if they leave now, they're going to get there earlier than they did last time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that kind of opens the window of hope a little bit. Yeah. The dragon beheading thing. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, but I know what you're saying. Be- we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, okay. So the carriage flips, he's out of there and he looks up to find the cult members surrounding him. Of course, Rem takes them on. She's fighting. She's in full demon mode and, uh, she keeps fighting even though she gets stabbed. Oh, she, what? There's even that big, that blow that she blocks that kind of hurts her arm. It almost like decays, kind of like uh, Deku's arm break, you know, in the beginning when he's trying to use one for all and uh, and he can't really, uh, uh, he can't really manage it. So it keeps like battering his body. The it color looks like that. Yeah, now that you mention it, the coloring is similar. Yeah. And there is a voice actor in this episode. I, I I rarely look them up, but sometimes, you know, you hear a voice and you're like, I know I heard that from a different anime, right? Okay. Uh, he does one of the voices of my hair character. It's coming it, It's coming later. So it's funny you mentioned that because that drawing that now you mentioned that damage and the way they draw it, it does seem like Deku's thing. So she's getting battered, but then notices that they're stealing, they're kidnapping Subaru and running off with him. And there's, I guess, a face-off that ends, I, I don't know, it backs off, so we only see there's a huge explosion in the woods. Mm-hmm. He wakes up in chains, chained to a wall, <laughs> with this crazy person in his face. Yeah. Who's the Sin Archbishop representing Sloth, Petal Juice, or Petal Guys, or I don't know. It's like Beetlejuice, but with a P. <laughs> yep, I keep just thinking, in my mind, it just keeps being Beetlejuice. <laughs> But it's, I thought it was, but at first, but it's uh, with a P, not a B. Yeah, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Plus, he yeah. also mentions later that one thing of like, you said my name. And I'm like, oh, because it's Beetlejuice. Get it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like a D&D thing. It's, it's a common like meme for D&D. If you're playing and then the NPC's name gets said, you just kind of butcher it. And that's what it is for the rest of the game. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. But this one... Uh... He wants to know if Subaru is pride. Oh, I was so excited. That's so crazy. It opens up so many questions, right? Like what a twist if he's a manifestation of evil. Like you think he he has that redo. He thinks he's on a main quest, but he's acting exactly the way the witch or whatever gave him the power is supposed to. Or he's the reincarnation and this is how they all happened the first time. Oh my goodness. It could be so crazy. Like it could... It could be all that. I don't know. Right. It could be any of those things because he, I mean, 
this guy, Peter, whatever. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. We'll just say Beetlejuice. Okay. Um, he's on a mission, but he doesn't know what this guy's doing there. He's like, I know I can smell the witch's scent on you, mm-hmm. but you don't have a gospel. He has this little gospel book that he brings out. That's like their cultist, whatever Bible. Yep. Um, for team team sloth. <laughs> yeah. For team sloth. But he doesn't know who this guy is or what he represents or what he's doing there. So he kind of just leaves him alone. He doesn't kill him, but he doesn't think that they're on the same side either. So it's it's a weird thing. He's talking to him and he's talking crazy. Oh, yeah. And this is where you see that he's calling Subaru out for not really being crazy. He's like, why are you faking being crazy when you're not actually crazy? I'm crazy. You're still caring for people. You still have feelings. <laughs> yeah, he adds a lot. At first, I liked this character. I mean, I, I like the... The dynamic it's it's a dynamic character it's all a lot going on and, and it's it's kind of the joker yeah yeah that, that's a that's a way to put it it's a, maybe to me a, maybe a little more like stained because this one even the, oh also but a little more crazy like but it feels yeah. like he has a goal his goal is is whatever the book is telling him to do and to be crazy it's a little focused right. it's like focused. So it's a little more focused than chaos but uh, yeah but he comes across very joker very out there i could see that and I mean, a good part of this episode is just him dialoguing or monologuing, I guess. Yeah. Because he's not really talking to anyone. There is a cult person that comes up and says that Rem got away and he, what, kills that cult person? Right. It's And then he, he does, does the call exposition. him sloth, though, because the fact that you don't know where she went means that you're not doing your job, which is not doing anything, which is sloth. Everything's sloth. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like the praise Nurgle from 40K. Well, it's, it's, I don't know. It's him trying to find, I know he talks a lot about sloth. He talks a lot about love, forgiveness and all this. It's just this crazy cult mumbo jumbo that is the, you know, ramblings of a crazy person. Yes. Um, And this crazy person is apparently Soma from Shogeki no Soma. Oh, it is? I think so. I thought it was someone else, but he also has a more minor character in My Hero Academia. I, I thought the voice sounded familiar, but maybe it's just the attitude he brings to it, because it definitely, I did not think Soma. But I Oh, would... but wait, so it's uh, Shokugeki, so Food Wars. Yeah. But, um, but, but you're watching the subbed. It's not the same actor dubbed. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. It's the Japanese actor. Uh, Correct. Okay. For oh, okay. Yeah. For Soma. No, it must have sounded weird when I said that to you. Because I've I've watched Food Wars both ways, but um, these days I've I've mostly because we rewatched. We did a Food Wars. You know, you can find this on fictionalcharacters.net. We did. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, me and uh, co-host uh, Ashley did two seasons of Food Wars so far. I like. So hopefully we'll we'll get back to that some more because I love that. That's one of my favorite animes of all time. I just love that. I love food and yeah. anime. I thought um, it was pretty good. But uh, very different than this. But um, <laughs> yeah, guilty pleasure. Yeah, guilty pleasure. Very fun. So there's a lot of craziness going on. Uh, cultists eventually they sink into the ground because they go off to their attack. So mm-hmm. that means that this whatever this attack is that happens that we saw the the aftermath of earlier last episode. It's about to happen now. Yes. So the which time sets. It- a window, which means that it, it is possible that if Subaru was able to get there earlier or whatever, he could probably do something about it. 
Yes. And I think that that's a nice way that they kind of have been setting the pace and showing like there is variation, right? Mm -hmm. They they can get there sooner and maybe something will happen. Uh, Right now, it seems like the cultists are are ahead a bit. Yeah. um, Because the attack is going to start. So. But that's uh, when, of course, we hear the familiar uh, ball and chain sounds. And it's Rem coming through, just blasting a bunch of cultists around. She gets stabbed pretty quick. And then what, Petalejuice starts using the unseen hand. And this is just terrifying because it basically kills her right away and then still animates her limbs where it's like, what, ripping her, not really ripping her apart, but it's like pulling twisting her. Twisting like and a, contorting. Yeah, contorting her limbs like a doll. Yeah, it is. So she's just hanging in the air dead or we think she's dead and just getting like or even her head's getting pulled around and uh it's yeah. just too much for subaru to take yeah it's it's that one that is just really harsh just because it's not like oh it's a slash and then they they get cut in half it just yeah feels like just living torture for rem yeah. and for the person casting it almost feels like he's also kind of suffering a little bit from it and and liking it and then subaru also has to live through this ordeal well it wasn't just that i don't know if you caught that just like the moment before uh he attacked with that unseen hand uh she smiles at him through all the craziness she smiles and it looks like she's trying to say something to him and then it the attack happens and she's just hanging dead right or whatever and i saw the smile but i i don't know what she was trying to say well yeah. i think we get that after because he uh the petal juice petal juice whatever mm-hmm. starts saying that it's so sad that she had to live and not confess her true feelings like those those died on her lips basically oh, is what's going on like she would have confessed after she saved him sort of thing yeah or or she was trying to tell him then and then she got killed. So uh, at this point, Subaru just breaks and starts yelling over and over, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, just over and over. And even as uh, the cultists all leave, you know, leaving him and, and Rem dead and everything, they leave to go on their attack. He's still yelling, I'll kill you, over and over. Rem starts crawling to him, though, at this point. And that's even more heart-wrenching. Oh, I thought 100% this is a trap, and she's going to look up and be hideous mutilation. I'm like, and I did not want to see it. Yeah, I was so scared <laughs> that it was going to be awful. But with a few what dying breaths, she comes, she gets to him. Actually, I guess he pulls her the last bit of the way with her mouth, like grabs onto her uh, what shirt or something and pulls her in. Mm-hmm. Um, she breaks his bonds and then dies in his arms after saying that she loves him to live and that she loves him. Yeah. It's so terrible. So it hurts so much. He ends up leaving and it's sunrise at that point. I think once they get outside, it's sunrise. He's carrying her the rest of the way through the woods to the village. Sees the same chaos of everyone dead, burning corpses, the whole deal. But when he makes it to the mansion, it's actually not just frozen in that room. There's a blizzard going on outside and as soon as you get anywhere close to the mansion, there's just snow falling. Everything's covered in snow. There's dead bodies everywhere. We see Rom outside and she's been killed, but there's all kinds of bodies outside around her too. Yeah. And that's when it was kind of like, when it, yeah, I saw uh, Ram dead. It's like, it's too late for this playthrough. It's too late. Right. And he's just saying, damn you, Beetlejuice. Damn you. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like the arc changes right before it was like, Amelia this and, and got to get her to win the thing. And now it's like, no, now he wants to kill 
petal juice. <laughs> but then the craziest thing happens, which is he looks back at the mansion only to see this huge cat monster thing. It's Puck, huge and crazy looking, sticking up out of the mansion with glowing eyes saying, sleep now along with my daughter. That, and then I that that is uh changes a lot of what I had thought because I didn't get that it was Puck. Like are you are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Puck. I didn't get that, so I was going I was going wild and because it said sleep with my daughter and I said, Is that the white whale that they were mentioning with the fog? Is that the is that the witch? Are the demons the daughters of the witch? I was I, I guess it gives it away when you listen to the dub and you hear the voice. <laughs> yeah, I just missed the voice. But that's yeah. awesome that it's Puck. That's that's interesting, too. It is. I mean, you knew he was powerful, but this is some kind of devastation. Yeah, really tapping into whatever spirit world Puck comes from. Yeah, because he's just this huge entity now. And just being close to him kills Subaru. Just the wave of that. Right. Just is that as, like a mercy as, killing? Or I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, because I don't know if Puck knows what's going on with this, right? We know, in at least in previous playthroughs, he didn't know why Subaru, or what the whole deal with Subaru returning. Right. But it's, yeah, it might just be a mercy killing, like this this world, it's too far gone. Hmm. And so, yeah, uh, Subaru but sinks to his knees, you know, he's got Rem's dead body, and the head just breaks and falls away, and it just freeze frames on that. As the credits roll, as, yeah. as and that's there's this music playing. It it sounds like a movie. I I gotta tell you, it sounds like I don't know if you're familiar with the composer Ennio Morricone. Uh, no, uh, not by who's name. Who's known for like 60s, 70s, a lot of maybe spaghetti westerns, but a lot of very dramatic classic movies. Oh, okay, um, I could see if, it like a sam like a west like a samurai or a western. Right. If you watch any of Tarantino's movies, Quentin Tarantino, mm -hmm. he uses a lot of the score from those old movies in his movie. He's like kind of steals. So if you've seen Inglorious Bastards or Kill Bill, mm -hmm. he uses a lot of that guy's that composer's music in those movies. Yeah. It definitely seems like a cinematic ending. Like they could have very cinematic, very like epic, very just oh, just a blow to the gut. Yeah, they should have just stopped there. That it was it's just set up to be like over. Well, it does it's end with the credits, and then, yeah, after the credits, it comes back, and he's in but, front of that Appa shop again. But before we go back to the Appa shop, I, I wanted to go back and, and touch a little bit more on the, the cultists and stuff. Okay. Because uh, they mentioned, and I know we don't get a lot out of it, but he mentioned the forthcoming ordeal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that uh, must replay love with love. So I, I, I don't know. To me, like there's a lot of hinting at they get whatever powers they get are kind of being mm -hmm. pulled from their they're thinking like the witch right but the witch or right. whatever evil thing gave them the powers like you right. be thankful um and he's calling him pride so i was like mm, my my crazy guess for this mm -hmm. is that um it's like it's, are the again are the deadly sins coming back is there going to be like a huge war and then my guess from that is like okay well if he's going to be pride they have sloth i'm assuming there might be some others and there's this crazy thing and it's kind of reaching a boiling point and mm -hmm. the dragon will be involved is amelia going to be as strong as is she actually related to the witch but you need someone that's good as strong as that to defeat all of them the way the witch did except this time around you know she's not going to do bad things with it so that's like my my wild guess out of oh this. wow yeah. that is amazing i didn't ever think that far in because i'm just letting it kind of wash over me yeah. i don't know i, I don't know i only that. did because i i like when it's sectioned like that right like i, I told you before, uh -huh. whenever it's like naruto things or when the princesses all come and they all have their own faction sure 
right? Like I like that kind of stuff. So to me, I like this clear, there's a sloth team, there's a pride team, there's sure. probably going to be some others, which are well, clear, clearly Well, but we know that the witch killed all of the main other witches. That's why I think maybe they're coming back. Maybe that's why I was like, it would be really cool if Subaru actually is the manifestation of pride because he, oh, he, right? So you're saying that this, this, because these cultists are doing something, it's almost like this, what do you hear about these crazy sacrifices to raise the gods or something, that kind of a thing? Right. And then this is one of their top followers. And he's like, I have the book, right? I'm doing the right thing. Like, And obviously he feels the, the stench or the miasma of right. it from him. So he kind of feels like, well, you're, you're pride. Like, why aren't you following the book? <laughs> you got to do your part. That's true. Why does he call him pride? I, that's why I just keep jumping onto the deadly sins thing. I don't, I don't know. But, but what is it? What would it, is there something that Subaru does that's pride? I, I guess he was kind of stubborn and stuck. So that's a prideful thing right yeah. now. And, and it's not something he would know, which makes it entry, extra interesting if he can feel the kind of witch's mark uh, that he has. But you're right. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, the, the pridefulness would come from, oh, I got to do it. I got to change it. And he has that ability to do it. Um, okay. Maybe. Okay. I anyway. like all of this. <laughs> yeah, so you, that... you know, uh, I don't find fault with any of it, really. If uh I don't know. I just don't know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. And if none of that happens, I'd be fine with that, too. I just think it's cool to to speculate. Have, yeah. Also, do other people know about all these cults? Like, because there is a one moment during that whole scene. I think Rem mentions it right before she attacks um, mm -hmm. in that cave that uh, they they're here without permission. I was like, wait a minute. Does Roswell know about this stuff? Do normal citizens talk about it like conspiracies? There's I don't know. Well, her village we saw that her village was killed by the witches' cults. At least I don't know which one. Oh, okay. So they gotta know. So like they have, they know. They have to be aware. But mm -hmm. yeah, okay, that answers. And that of one. course, yeah, if this is Roswell's the Mather's territory, then um, they're not supposed to be there. Correct. Oh, okay. I mean, I took that a little bit too much then in terms of like literally asked him for permission and they're allowed to be active and that would be very, okay. Well, that but, one's way different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that as maids, <laughs> they have to clean up whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. So even if that means dispatching, you know, at one point it was Subaru. <laughs> That's true. That's what they have to do anyway. But yeah, cool. after the crazy, crazy epic heart-wrenching ending mm -hmm. uh it does come back after the credits to show you that okay well you kind of knew that that was coming that's why it's so powerful too the fact that it hits you that hard even though you know that he can play again like i don't know it's so good anyway yeah no i agree because uh, it's kind of like what what can you do I, it kind of gets a feeling of like what can you do from here he can try to warn rem and rush to roswell but the, the timing seems really tight and they don't seem to have enough power he could right. try to make a deal with one of the other houses i was thinking but that might not even do anything they're clearly not super uh engaged and they're like they, they they're gonna win they don't be better for them not to help whatever's going on and they're gonna he's gonna sound crazy he might not even mm -hmm. physically be able to talk about it because of the thing right well the thing is the fact that roswell puck all these other people couldn't stop whatever happened is yeah. pretty daunting it's true and if puck is that giant giant thing that is uh, because because it's his it's in the dub it's his voice it's just really like echoey and crazy sounding yeah so, and he seems very strong and still can't do anything about it well it's probably he's in defensive mode mm. But the fact that he says sleep along with my daughter means at least this time, I don't know about the first time because they may have 
Amelia may have not died that time and been pulled into the library and just, you know, defenses went up. Oh. But in this case, he says that sleep along with my daughter, you think that this time at least, Amelia did die. Right, but Puck was still around for a little bit. Or like you said, maybe not out of mana completely because of the timing. And I think the difference was, and you can tell me if this is wrong, was that Rem wasn't there to help fight, to take some of the brunt. Because without Rem there, there are more cultists that were able to attack the other people, I think. More, but in this in this playthrough, she was actively fighting them earlier in the cave though, right? So you think that, yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, but maybe oh, but in the carriage, you're right. In the carriage, she would have gone directly to the place and didn't have to defend him. So she right. would have gone, got it. That makes more sense now. Because she's only taking on a couple in there in the cave, but there's got to be dozens, I don't know how many, that are already out there ready to strike. Hmm. So if she's not at the mansion taking them on with the rest, that may be why they were able to get further along and maybe kill Amelia this time. I see. I don't know. That's just speculation again, because I don't know if she, either one. I just know that it's it's inferred this time that she died. I don't know if she died that first time. Right. No, and I think that's a good point, because you mentioned there's like some blood on the flower, but you don't see anything and that specific doesn't happen. So if mm -hmm. Roswell and Amelia make it out, right? Yeah, that's possible. and we know that this show doesn't hold back because we've seen Amelia die before. I think first episode. Yeah, it's true. And then Ram, <laughs> Ram dying, Ram, or Ram died once. Well, Rem died a couple times. So. I mean, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> this show does not hold back. Mm -hmm. He shows up. He's back at the op shop. <laughs> just like, Rem Rem? <laughs> and she thinks, what, you look like you just seen a ghost. And he just grabs her and takes her away. And this time he's not in shock. It's almost like now he's, it's a call to action. He has, he's pissed. He just like, damn you, <laughs> Beetlejuice. And he looks pissed. That's how he, he just ends with him being pissed. Yeah, his eyes go demon prideful. Maybe. <laughs> oh, wow. You're going to hold on to that. I, for a while. It's, it seems like it'd be cool if it happens. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. But did you like his little talk with Rem there? How he's holding her hand. He's like, I know that this might seem crazy, but as long as I'm holding your hand, it feels safer now, doesn't it? And she agrees. But is that just because she likes him? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what to take from, from that one. Mm -hmm. But he knows that she likes him Oh, at she, this point. Hmm. So it right? because could, could be a way to get her to go along? Cause... Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, well, I mean, we know now because she confessed right before she died. Anyway, this is a crazy episode. What, I mean, where do you go from there? Yeah, I, I'm just now remembering the fog. So mm -hmm. I think that's the only way for them to get there faster and just hope they don't die to whatever the white whale is. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But until then, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. I've been Brian. All right, take care, guys. at all.